Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a new partner, Arostia, a new coffee roaster based in Queens. This company was created by and is run by a huge fish fan, Andy Hollander, who hasn't caught a hold your head up since 12, 15, 95, but is definitely not bitter about it. I've had this coffee and it's really great. Andy started roasting coffee during the pandemic, taught himself, and then that turned into this label, Arostia, which launched late last year. I had a bag of the Ethiopian coffee and it was gone really quickly because I liked it so much and I drank a lot of it and I need more. The beans were grown at an altitude of 2,100 meters above sea level, which contributes to a dense bean that continues to develop its flavors after the roasting process is done. The tasting notes include apple, raisin, and caramel, and there are more coffees coming very soon. So support this fan-owned business and try the coffee today. And for Osiris listeners, there's a 10% discount code on the site. Use the code OSIRIS at checkout for 10% off your order, and stay tuned for the launch of a coffee subscription. You can order and sign up for the mailing list at arostia.com. That's A-R-O-A-S-T-I-A.com. And you can find Arostia on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, Arostia. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Amara Jones. Every day, the attacks on trans kids grow louder. And more anti-trans bills keep moving through state legislatures. In this season of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, we're going to illuminate how the right wing has fueled these bills by generating a breathtaking and wide-ranging disinformation campaign. It's spreading like wildfire on the internet. It's then being discussed by families and churches. None of this is an accident. It's a strategy to delegitimize trans people and create a world where our existence is a question. Subscribe to season two of the anti-trans hate machine, A Plot Against Equality, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, 
Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is a quick hit from the Bill Graham Night 3. We're here with uh, Chris Pandolfi. Um, Chris, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me. And you are um, en route to the to the East Coast from San Francisco. I know you were able to, to catch a couple of the shows, but you've had a sort of whirlwind um, spring and summer and a, a lot of really exciting stuff coming up. I guess I should say that you're uh, playing the, the infamous String Dusters, of course, and we've um, we've talked about you guys on the show before, but tell us a little bit about what you guys have been up to and, and what you're up to next. Yeah, we've got a really exciting summer kind of in progress right now. Um, in addition to doing a pretty full slate of gigs on our own, festivals and club shows um we're also playing with ryan adams this summer which has been just amazing and doing a handful of dates including telluride bluegrass and um newport folk festival and then late night with stephen colbert next week which was just announced yesterday so um that's been such a cool thing he's an amazing musician and totally from kind of outside our genre. So um, really an inspiration to work with Ryan. He's been so cool and he's just such a talented songwriter, singer and everything. So, um, so really psyched for that. And, um, you know, we just announced today that we're part of villain friends at lock in along with um, both Paige and Fishman which is yeah. kind of like uh, dreams come true material for me. <laughs> yeah. um, and also Phil and Joe Russo and, um, you know, potentially doing a few other things with Phil and um, played with him last Sunday at Terrapin Crossroads where actually Mike Gordon was the special guest with uh, Phil and friends. So it's been a crazy summer. It's just, you know, I mean, we've, we've been touring for nine, going on 10 years, and to kind of be making some of these connections with the guys who I've looked up to for so long has just been a really, really cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can remember, you know, nine, yeah, eight, nine years ago seeing you guys, and it's awesome that you guys are still, you know, pushing hard and still creating creating awesome music and playing great shows. And for people who haven't seen the String Dusters, you should. And 
Um, I guess we could do a whole episode on what it's like to to play with Ryan Adams because I think that's like one of the most interesting, as you said, songwriters out there, and he's one of my favorites. I'm so glad you guys are collaborating. I watched a couple of videos. It's just it's so cool to see see you guys playing together. Um, how we heard from a our last guest who who recapped the night before that the the Terrapin Crossroads. Um, scene was pretty cool did you get to to hang out there all day i know you guys played and then probably stuck around but um apparently it's a pretty cool pretty cool place great great scene there at terrapin you know all these different musical worlds are colliding and it's all kind of curated by phil who has been such a great friend of the dusters he's a really truly great guy and you know really loves the music and is still killing it um and yeah, we were there all day. We we played a set, and then they did the Phil and Friends set. Got to sit in um, on Cumberland with those guys, and nice. just all in all, it was a great day. Nice, um, cool, and um, well, obviously, we're gonna do get you on the podcast when we can talk for a longer period of time about your kind of history in, in music, but also as a fish fan. But we'll keep it to to the BGCA shows for now. Um, that was your; these were your first shows of the tour, right? Yeah, they were my first shows of the tour, and you know I, I've been um, tuning a little in a little bit when when time permits, and kind of looking at the set list, and um, it seems like they're really things are heating up. You know, it's it's uh, it wasn't necessarily a slow start either to the summer. I mean, I feel like they've had some really really good shows, but um, I went to Monday and Wednesday at at Bill Graham and, um, you know, listened a little bit to Tuesday as well. And all pretty different shows, different flavors. I think the first two nights sort of had a, a similar vibe. And then of course, you know, last night was like that classic night that the hardcore fans, you know, that's a big show for, for people. And, And interesting because, you know, I think for, for other people who aren't as deep into it, you know, the, the more obscure songs don't necessarily lure them in as right. much as they kind of capture the imaginations of the hardcore fans. But, um, but it was cool over, over the, over the two nights that I was there, I feel like we really got a little bit of everything and they're just, they're really, they're sounding great. That's awesome. Have you, had you been there to that venue before? I haven't, and it is an amazing venue to see them. Um, I mean, you could just tell, like, the night one on Monday night, because it's just tiny, you know, it fits, I don't know, 5,000 people, and we we went, you know, we rolled in an hour after doors, you know, probably 45 before showtime, and just walked right up to about as close as I think I've ever seen them. You know, oh, so, yeah. and, and, and it was, and you could just tell, I think, you know, some people were sort of like at the gorge night, the second night at the gorge, that second set had sort of a, a long kind of slower patch of songs. And then you get them in a venue like Bill Graham and it's just impossible for them not to heat it up and throw down because it's so small and the energy is just like right there on top of them. And, they came out night one, and I think like three songs in, they played forty six days, and really just you could just tell it was a, a heater in progress. And then um, 
the last four songs of the first set, they did Divided Sky, Ocelot, Yamar, and Possum. And um, it was sick. I mean, they were really hitting on all cylinders. And Divided Sky was especially cool because of how well they played all the melodic sections. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it was like, you know, they, they range such a wide spectrum of, uh, you know, the tunes offer them so many different places where they can shine. And, you know, sometimes it's the jam, sometimes it's the more composed parts, you know, and, and then on this particular version, it was kind of everything that all the little melodies, um, you know, the band was really together and Trey was just playing with a lot of style and a great touch and it was just really sounding good. And then the the second set on night one was just big jams. Um, you know, they played Simple, Slave for the Traffic Light. They mm-hmm. played one of my favorites, um, Limb by Limb, which is... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's universally known as, as one of the, the big live songs, but I, you know, sort of like on my personal list. Um, and nice. then they had they had a great and kind of different arrangement of, of Antelope, actually, to finish the show, which, which was cool. You could, tell, you could tell what it was right away, but then it didn't necessarily unfold... Um, you know, the way I, I, I was used to expecting it. Um, and it was cool, too, night one, because we, the five of us, all the string dusters, went together. And a yes. um, couple of the guys had really never even seen Fish. And, you know, they're a band that we've talked about and referenced so much over the years. And, and you know, we play, yeah. yeah, we play a handful of their tunes. And so, of course, on night two, they played, two of the Duster fish tunes, Free and First Tube, mm-hmm. um, which I was kind of hoping that the guys would get to see that. But regardless, I really felt like they saw a really, really solid show, and it just had great songs, great audience participation, and big jams. Um, so it was really cool. And then, you know, night two, I wasn't there, but kind of more of the same. I, I definitely heard parts of ghost which had a really cool and interesting jam and then of yeah. course fluff fluff head is back and that is just such a good such a good one to hear live um especially in a room like and that. then i what yeah oh god it was it just sounded like you know yeah. when they when they give it up like that i felt like it was the same they played fee last night and you know i think that was the first they didn't play that at all last year i think um and so that was cool. But yeah, I went in, you know, we finished rehearsal early and a buddy of mine had an extra ticket and I was like, you know, I got to go check this out. So I actually rolled down their solo and I sort of felt like they were on pace for a certain thing. And then they come out, they open with demand, you know, yeah. and they play curtain with right after that. And it's like, those are two of those songs that I, it took me a second to remember, you know, even though you know every note and every word, it's like trying to, trying to sort of jog the memory and then other just big bust outs, you know, yeah. some which were more meaningful to me than others. But, you know, they played that Beatles song, cry, baby cry, which they hadn't played in absolutely forever. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's amazing. And it was then a huge adventure that set. They just went everywhere. A lot of, like you said, a lot of bust outs, a lot of just weird choices in a good way and tunes. And then they finished that set with an awesome, I thought a really good David Bowie, which is which are harder to find these days. Yeah, and it's weird. The vibe in the room, it, you could tell everyone is just sort of like, what's going to happen next? You know, that, that as opposed to just the full rock feel like on like it was on mm-hmm. night one mm-hmm. it was more of this sort of like cool and different curiosity you know going around the room but then they came out second set played no man in no man's land which is you know one of the newer songs that i really dig and then they got into some pretty you know they they played mike song and had a good deep pretty dirty jam on that and then of course fee and then yeah. you know a couple other Classic Scottish Jaboo, Susie Greenberg, and so by the end of the night, it was kind of like the whole thing had wrapped up, and it was a great, great run, great venue, a venue that I will never, you know, pass up if I ever have the opportunity to see him there again. It was a really, really great run. Nice. That's awesome. It's really cool also that you got to, to introduce some of your bandmates to, to Fish Live. That's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool experience for you. Yeah, it was really cool. You know, they, like I said, we've we've referenced them so much over the years and to finally go see that thing in action and to see not just the music, but just as importantly, the, the crowd, you know, in concert with the band. And, you know, we don't, we don't, you know, no, no band plays to crowds like that. So it's, that's sort of the best example of, you know, where you could really take it now. Just inspirational as it always is. They were they're really sounding great. I'm got a few more shows ahead of me this summer. We're going to be at Lockin, obviously, and then yeah. Dick's run. So awesome. can't wait to see what else is in store. But they they definitely delivered in San Fran. That's awesome. I'm so glad you got to see those shows, and thank thanks for joining us to share. Um, we want to play. Um, we're going to play a clip of something from from night three from last night. What what do you want to What do you want to share? What's what's a uh, a clip that comes to mind for you um well you know bowie was was really good but um you know fee i mean just seeing the megaphone come out and it was funny because there's a fee banner on the on the on the back rail and when they busted into fee it was like they they took the banner up and fired it down into the pit like we don't need this anymore it was great um but Fee was so good last night. It really just captured the crowd. So if you guys spin that one, I think that's a great, great showing from San Fran. Awesome. We will do that. And um, our my, one of my co-hosts, Jonathan, mentioned that it sounded like Trey t- had turned his uh, mic around to the crowd during Character Zero. I, I meant to ask you that earlier. He, um, did that? Yeah, he that did. Like? He did. That was insane. Every The crowd sang every word of the song. Wow. He didn't. He didn't sing. I don't think at all. <laughs> uh, and amazing. it was like the and it was like the music was perfectly intact. It was really great. Nice. That's awesome. Um, cool. Well, um, thanks again, Chris. And we'll we'll play that fee on the way out. But um, we want to have you back on the show, obviously, to talk talk more about fish. Um, but we really appreciate you taking the time. Love to. Anytime. Thanks, RJ. All right. Take it easy. All right. Take care, man. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. 
Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. I'm Amara Jones. Every day, the attacks on trans kids grow louder, and more anti-trans bills keep moving through state legislatures. In this season of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, we're going to illuminate how the right wing has fueled these bills by generating a breathtaking and wide-ranging disinformation campaign. It's spreading like wildfire on the internet. It's then being discussed by families and churches. None of this is an accident. It's a strategy to delegitimize trans people and create a world where our existence is a question. Subscribe to season two of the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, a plot against equality, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station. It was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like the rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.